Welcome to Had to Be There, the podcast that allows you to explore the world's greatest destinations through the stories of those who have been there. Here to ignite the wanderlust within, your host and favorite travel planner, Kelly Acevedo. Oh, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to episode one. I'm Kelly, and I'm so excited to have you here. Before we get started, I just wanted to take a minute and let you know how completely humbled I am by the outpouring of support I received when I put out the trailer episode last week. It was really nice hearing all the positive feedback from everybody. Um, You know, you you put something like this out there and you never really know if anyone's going to take the time to listen to it and if they do, if they're going to like it. Um, So it was just really nice. I heard from a lot of people that I haven't heard from in a long time. And I heard from people that I hear from all the time. Uh, And everyone was just overwhelmingly positive. And it's nice to have so many people share in my excitement about this project. So I just wanted to, you know, take a second before we get started to sincerely thank everyone for listening and reaching out and more good things to come. (laughs) Let's get into episode one, shall we? (laughs) Full disclosure, as you may have guessed from last week's intro episode, yes, this episode is going to be Disney related. But don't worry, all you non-Disney people, don't unsubscribe just yet. (laughs) We have some great episodes coming up where we don't even mention that word at all, so stick around. The cool part about this is that I've gotten to connect with people from all over the world and hear some really great stories and learn about some really neat places, and I can't wait to share all that with you. So today's guest has a really unique background, and I'm going to let her fill you in on all the details, but I did want to take some time and talk about where she'll be transporting us. So today's story takes place on a Disney cruise, and I want to talk about Disney Cruise Line. U.S. News and World Reports recently released their 2022 Best Cruises, and this will come as no surprise to you, but Disney Cruise Line ranked number one for Best Family Cruise. They also ranked number one for Best Caribbean Cruise, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. If you've never been on a Disney cruise before, you may ask yourself, what's the big deal about Disney Cruises? I mean, that's just for kids. It's the most common thing that I hear. All right, so let's go over some of the talking points for Disney Cruise Line. Starting with the staterooms. These are designed, yes, with families in mind, which means more space, more room for storage, an extra sitting area, a split bath so that more than one person can get ready at a time. If you are traveling with kids, themed clubs to drop them off for the day. Um, They have kids clubs, they have clubs for tweens, they have clubs for teens. They can hang out with other kids their own age, totally supervised, totally safe, have a great time, while the adults can go and do adult things and mingle with other adults. Then there's rotational dining, which means that you and your family can eat at a different restaurant every night, but your server follows you which is just great to see the same friendly face and not have to go through the same spiel at the beginning of every meal, right? So they'll get to know your likes, your dislikes, your aversions, if you will. And of course, a Disney cruise is going to bring you entertainment like only Disney can do. I'm talking Broadway caliber shows, um, parties on the deck, and 
Most sailings have fireworks at sea, which just sounds like the most magical thing that I could imagine. As a travel planner in the New England area, I find most of my clients, when they're looking for a cruise, they want to do a Bahamian or Caribbean loop, which means they're going to sail out of Florida. They're going to hit, for example, Nassau, Bahamas. Uh, They're going to hit Disney's private island, Castaway Key, and then they're going to circle back to Florida. It's a short little cruise. It's still jam-packed with that Disney magic, and you don't have to miss a ton of work, right? (laughs) You get to lie on a beautiful beach. You get to drink your tropical drinks. Kids get to meet other kids, maybe take a picture with the characters, have a party, see the fireworks, the whole thing. That Bahamian loop is most popular among my clients, but don't sleep on these Caribbean cruises, Okay. They have ports of call at places like the Virgin Islands, Aruba, Puerto Rico, Barbados. I mean, the places that you get to see on these cruises are just incredible. So moving away from Bahamian and Caribbean cruises, Disney Cruise Line is available in so many other places. And I just want to make sure that people realize that. And I'm talking about Bermuda, Canada, and These Canadian cruises, I mean, you can book a cruise that sails up the Pacific coasts into Canada, which just sounds so beautiful. Um, Alaska, Hawaii, Northern Europe, the Mediterranean, Mexico. Disney Cruise even offers transatlantic sailings. So you could go from Miami to Barcelona, Spain, or Dover, England to New York if you happen to be coming from that side of the pond. The possibilities are just endless here. And listen, if you've been banking your vacation time and your PTO hours, this is where you should be spending them. Today's story takes place on a Disney cruise in Iceland. Let me just give you a little overview on this particular sailing. This is an 11 night cruise. You board the ship in Copenhagen, Denmark. You're gonna sail to Norway, Iceland, and Scotland and you're going to disembark in Dover, England. I'm going to go through the I'm going to go through the ports of call and if I butcher the names of these cities, please feel free to correct me. I'm willing to learn. <laughs> so the first stop after leaving Copenhagen is Alisund, Norway. From there, you're going to stop at Reykjavik, Iceland, and then Isafjordr, Iceland and Akureyri, Iceland. Then you're going to move over to Scotland. You're going to hit Kirkwall, the Orkney Islands, and Invergordon, Scotland, before ending in Dover, England. I hope I I didn't butcher those too badly. Um, And just as an aside, I was looking at some of the pictures from the Orkney Islands, um, Kirkwall, Scotland, and if there are any Outlander fans out there, Some of the rock formations there look a lot like the ones um, that take Claire back in time, but that's a whole other, that's a whole other podcast, guys. (laughs) So that's just a broad overview on Disney Cruise Line and the specific sailing that today's story is going to touch on. We're going to take a quick break, but when we get back, we're going to be talking with Liz, who is a former Disney Cruise Line cast member and has been on over 500 Disney cruises. The Had to Be There podcast is brought to you by Vacations by Kelly, where your host becomes your travel agent. 
As a proud affiliate of Academy Travel, Kelly specializes in Disney destinations and can help with all non-Disney excursions worldwide as well. When you book with Kelly, you're getting much more than a travel agent. You're getting a personalized concierge-level travel partner. And the best part? Her services are completely free. It's true. So when you're ready to make your next travel dream a reality, Vacations by Kelly is ready to make it happen. Visit hadtobethere.net slash vacations to get started. All right. So I'm back here with Liz. Liz, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so excited to talk to you and hear this had to be their moment of yours. To get started, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your background? Hi, my name is Liz, and um, I'm really excited to be here. Uh, Before the pandemic, a little bit about my pandemic background story. Um, I worked for seven years with Disney Cruise Lines before the pandemic happened. And then unfortunately, when the pandemic did happen, I decided uh, not to return for a while. And now I work um, in higher education with high school students. So I'm excited to use that because I use a lot of my expertise uh, in that field as well. And so just happy to be here. Um, A lot of my social media, um, if you want to find me, um, is at Cruising the Magical Seas um, on every platform. Mainly, I'm really active on TikTok and Twitch. I do a lot of streaming on Twitch as well for Animal Crossing, if you guys are big Twitch streamers, and Instagram as well. I kind of just talk about a lot of my Disney Cruise Line experience and just want to pay it forward and give any travel experience or travel tips or cruising tips or any Disney tips to people out there that are curious about that and anything about travel or traveling with Disney. So, and um, just thanks for having me here, Kelly. And I'm just excited to be here and just, you have to be there. And I'm excited to (laughs) to share how how you had to be there kind of story. I'm excited. Thank you for having me. Of course, I'm so excited to talk to you today. So tell me a little bit about um, working for Disney Cruise Line. Was that something that you specifically set out to do or did you just want to work for the brand in any capacity (laughs) yeah absolutely it's it's a unique background because it was like I graduated college in 2012 Um, not a lot of people were hiring back things I think the recession was hitting hard in our country Um, Mm -hmm. so not a lot of people wanted to hire me I had a social I just graduated my master's degree in social work so not many people were hiring at the time and if they were hiring you had to have the experience and I had like over like two or three years of like internship experience, but I don't think they were counting that. So one of my friends is like, why don't you just work for a cruise line company? Because you've been wanting to work for a cruise line company. And I know you wanted to travel all over the world and you put through, put yourself through school. So I was like, okay, sure. Why not? So I started looking at different cruise lines. Um, the first cruise line that I applied to was Disney. Um, and so when I applied to them, I think less than a week that I applied, they called me and they're like, hey, can you do an interview um, this Tuesday? I was like, yeah, sure. So I did a Skype you know, interview with them on Tuesday. And then I got a call on Friday. Hey, you're hired. When can you come on the cruise ship? I was like, oh, wow, this is happening so fast. Like, what, <laughs> what do I make out of all of this? Like, you know, I was looking, I've been looking for a job. Like I was a full-time job seeker at that time since May. And this was like August. So I was like, oh, okay, well now it's really happening. So now I really have a job or now, I mean, now the job is there. So like, what do I do now? Um, so I just said, yes. Um, and without even, you know, thinking, I didn't really, I was like, you know, this is traveling and, you know, and I didn't mean, they didn't even tell me what a cruise ship uh, was I going to be on yet. And I think I had to wait for another month or two um, till like, I know for sure, like my details of dates. So I think I didn't leave till like end of September. And I started with the company like October 7th, 2012. 
So, and I started on the Disney dream. I thought it was going to be on the Disney magic, but then they changed that. So that's the only thing I was like, oh, I wish I would have switched ships first, but I did until later, but I'm happy to kind of experience all of them. So I've been with the company seven years and kind of was interesting. So to how that kind of all planned out. So I wasn't planning on working a cruise ship or traveling, but I always wanted to travel and I didn't realize I'd get to do all of that opportunity on a cruise ship. So, and like, like you said, like had to be there too. Um, I'm ha- happy to walk you guys through that maybe in a later, later episode with Kelly and like, you know, how to be there kind of that process. Yeah, absolutely. I'm fascinated by that whole, mm-hmm. that whole thing. Um, you had to be there. So it's true. <laughs> you had to really be there. Um, so Disney Cruise Line has itineraries, I mean, uh, all over. Um, and I know that for me, I'm in New England. Um and I feel like the most popular ones that I hear of or that I book for my travel clients are the Port Canaveral loops to Castaway Key, the Bahamas, yes. and then back. Um, but you have some really interesting stories. Um, tell me which one you want to start with. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. And, I'm, I'm, you know, and I was talking with Kelly earlier, there's so many stories we could be here and do like a 24 hour episode or 24 hour <laughs> live stream with with everybody here. Um, but I would say I definitely want to start with Iceland because that's my favorite country that I love to visit. And that was every time that was on the cruise ship by Tanner, I just really enjoyed Iceland. And there's just so many wonderful stories and wonderful people there. People are super nice over there. And I always joke, um, they do drive on the right side of the road like we do in America. So oh, that's like, nice. it, wasn't, it wasn't confusing <laughs> when I had to drive over there. So it was, it was easy. It was it was like home. So <laughs> good. Yeah. yeah, I would love to start with that. And like, yeah, I just kind of dive in and had to be there. And I'm like, happy to walk you guys through how you had to be there with in Iceland with me. So. Great. Can you tell me a little about what, um, these are longer itineraries, right? The ones that are abroad. Um, so tell me a little about the itinerary itself. Yeah. So like the itinerary itself abroad, like, especially, um, the one that I'm about to highlight with Iceland, it's about like a 12 or 11 night cruise. And it's like the Baltic and British Isles cruises, also Mediterranean cruises. So when we're in Europe, we do more than one week. Cause obviously like when we go to Port Canaveral and do like the like, you know, Caribbean season, I mean, you could do those in three or four days. But like when you're in Europe, you kind of have to give more longer time because, you know, we're not there for that long. So right. I would say we're there for like 11 or 12 days, not in that like um, port, but like traveling to those countries that are similar to that itinerary. Right. So, and that was my favorite was the Baltic season because it was cold and Iceland and it just it was really nice like it wasn't super freezing but Norway was a little colder but mm. it was a little I mean a little chilly but I didn't mind the chilly because summertime was really hot so yeah I believe it yeah. <laughs> so um, tell us your had to be there moments from Iceland oh my goodness so I had to be there moment and you know I, I and I tell the story to everybody and, and tr- for them to try to mentally picture it um, I wouldn't like, I always tell people like, I'm a very kind hearted person. So I would never hurt a fly, but in this case I did hurt a fly, but it was my roommate. It was like, oh, no. um, I injured my roommate in Iceland and the whole, so to be, to backtrack. Um, so we had like on the cruise ship, the schedules are a little different. So like you work about like 70 to 90 hours a week. 
and like your schedule does give you spaced out time like okay like maybe you have an hour lunch break that but maybe later you'll have like a seven hour break in Iceland and that's what happened to me and my coworkers. we're like oh we wanted a shorter lunch break so we could have a longer time in Iceland so I was like let me do a quick 30 minute lunch break and then we had like a seven hour break work break to go you know visit Iceland and so my roommate who's from South Africa, she was like, oh, let's, um, you know, does anybody's 25 over, anybody over 25 years old can rent the car? I was like, and so a bunch of me, my coworkers, like, I think two, only two of us, me and my roommate were over 25. The rest were like, you know, 22, 23. And so I was like, yeah, I can, like, I can rent the car for everybody in Iceland. And then that way we can do, we we're going to do something called like the Arctic Circle, or I think it was Arctic circle or golden circle. I think it was like the golden circle where it's like, you see different um, nature stuff in Iceland. I think we're in Reykjavik. And so we were doing like an overnight Reykjavik. And so that means like we, the cruise ship got to stay overnight into the next port day. So you have all night as cast and crew to come on and off and enjoy Iceland as much as you like. So we did overnight Reykjavik. And um, so we went to, I think a rental car company called Six. And my roommate's like, let's just go to this one. I was like, okay, perfect. It's closest to the port. And I kind of identified with that one because I, you know, rented there before, like when we were in England and UK and whatnot. So I know it's a popular rental company. And I was like, okay, we'll do that because I trust them. They'll give us like, they're not going like, to rip us off, especially because overseas sometimes those, you know, rental, you kind of have to, you have to really read everything just to make sure like, you know, for any agreements. Um, and so I rented the car and I think there was about a big group of us, it was like seven or eight of us. So I volunteered to drive. And I feel like as a joke, every time, I'm with a group of my friends who work on the cruise ship. They're all from different countries. They're always voted me the first one to um, always drive. They're like, oh, the American is always the safest driver. And I'm like, I know. And I was, and I was always, I was always, the, they're like, okay, the American driver is the safest driver. I'm like, okay, okay. I was like, sure, I'll drive, I'll drive. Um, Cause I'm the American, sure. Um, and so I thought everyone was in the car. Everybody, I thought everyone got their seatbelts on and everyone's in place. I'm ready. Okay. I didn't realize the door open to the car, like on the, I guess, like I would say on the driver's side, like it's the seat behind me. I didn't know on that passenger side, that door was open. And so I didn't realize it. So when I was driving away, the car hit my roommate's finger and it, it literally like smushed her finger into the next rent a car. Oh no. And so I heard a lot of, well, you know, and I won't, I know I'll be discreet, but I heard a lot of well, a lot of, a lot of curse words and a lot of, <laughs> a lot of, what the MF and all this and fudge fudge. She was so flabbergasted. So I had a driver to the local you know, medical center or clinic in Iceland. And like, uh, yeah, she was very upset. She didn't talk to me for a couple of days after that. Oh, no. Like she was, and like during the time when I drove her to the hospital to get it checked out, she was, she didn't speak to me. She just kind of mumbled a lot of words in Afrikaans, which I don't know what she said, but <laughs> I can imagine. A lot. So I don't know what she said. But I'm sure she, it's better part. I didn't understand. But for me, I'm, I'm one of those happy-go-lucky people. I'm like, oh, whatever. Like, or like a Ted Lasso attitude. Like, I had a Ted Lasso attitude. I love Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. <laughs> I feel like I'm a Ted Lasso. Like when things happen like that, I'm like, Same. oh, yeah, show whatever, whatever. Right. So she's okay. And she got a little couple stitches, so she was fine. You know, she kind of oh, Kind of it's not like she lost the it. finger or anything. She lost the finger or anything. I told her, like, quit belly aching. You know, just a couple <laughs> stitches is fine. You can still work. So, oh, man. That's my Ted Lasso attitude. I was just like, oh, you're okay. Like, you know, right. okay. I was make like, the let's best go of it. Yeah, let's make the best of it. Now let's go on to the adventure. Liz, I'm hurting. I can't go anywhere. Oh, no. I was like, oh, okay. Sorry. Did you spend okay. your whole seven hour break at the hospital? 
Well, I, I kind of, well, I've spent maybe a little time there with her, maybe like for 15 minutes. And I was like, okay, well, I think you're good. It's like, you're going to leave me here. I was like, yeah, because we only have seven hours. <laughs> I was like, we'll pick you up when you're feeling better. We'll pick you up and we'll, we'll take you. And, and she wasn't happy with that. But I was like, you do have a lot of time to explore these ports in these countries. I was yeah. like, I'm a very good uh, planner because we done so much and got to see so much and you can plan for as little as possible in like two hours and get and see so much. So that's got to be such a neat experience to be able to go out and explore all these different places and cultures. Um, you mentioned when we were talking earlier that you had a pretty good story about uh, dining experience that you had in Iceland. Why don't you tell us about that? Um, so I had the most expensive hamburger in Iceland. $99 guys. So you know, <gasps> no, no. Yes. I did not know how much the price was. Oh my I gosh. did not, I didn't even think to ask. I was like, let's live it up and <laughs> have this happy party and celebrate. But I didn't realize this hamburger would cost me $99 in the end. Oh my gosh. Uh, was it I dipped just, in it, gold? It tasted like it was dipped in gold because it was <laughs> the best hamburger of my life. So it was worth the $99, but, and this was an, I think, accurate, Iceland and I think our crew cafeteria I didn't I think I wasn't interested in what they're having for lunch that day I was like oh another salad another soup or another you know I was just like no I want something junk food <laughs> I want something nice like want to treat myself and so my friends and I went to I think there was only a restaurant that was open at that at the time of that day and uh, I ordered like I think a couple beers it was like a burger fries I think that was about it and then it, I don't know how it led up to 99 but it just did and oh this was gosh. just for me. Oh my gosh. For me. It wasn't even for to cover them, but I was like, oh, wow, that was the most expensive hamburger ever. But it was the best hamburger I've ever had in the world. So well, I would hope so. I mean, it, it, it was worth it. But then I was like, I wouldn't pay it again. But no, for <laughs> had I known, <laughs> had I known, had to be there. But if, if so, right. you ever go to Iceland and you had to be there in Iceland, um, just know everything costs a lot more. So, <laughs> That's crazy. So expensive. <laughs> That's uh, wild. So uh, what about, you had mentioned that Iceland was one of your favorite um, itineraries. And I don't, I don't know a whole lot about Iceland. Um, what were some of the, the sites, I guess, that you got to see? Yeah. I, so besides hurting and injuring my roommate, leaving <laughs> her off to fend for herself and having the most expensive hamburger that I'd pay off for the next 20 years. Um, I would definitely say the whale watching in Iceland was really nice. I got to whale watch in Akuri, Iceland, the same day that I paid for that $99. <laughs> that was probably one of my favorites in Iceland was doing that. And then I think it was in Reykjavik. It was like, um, what was it called? Oh, the Blue Lagoon, the, the springs, like the hot springs bath. Oh. The Blue Lagoon. That was uh, that was really nice. So I highly, I highly recommend to everybody, if you get your chance to go to Iceland, obviously don't buy the hamburgers because it's, it's expensive. But it's, the best, <laughs> it's the best one for you, but it's just expensive. But definitely like purchase like either whale watching or like do the Blue Lagoon, like with the mineral springs. And then I think the next one I got a chance to do was like the puffin watching. Like you watch <gasps> the little oh. puffins. And oh they my were just God, so I love cute. It. They were so cute. I kind of wanted to take one home. But yeah. I really <laughs> I but I mean, that would have been a nice souvenir to have. So. Yeah. I love, I'm obsessed with like penguins and puffins. Oh, I think they're the cutest too. things. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love it. Puffy cheeks are really I adorable. know. <laughs> they're so cute. <laughs> oh man. 
So I talk a lot about um, my travel bucket list and uh, I've never been on a Disney cruise, which everybody's always like, what? Cause I, um, yeah. I'm a Disney travel planner. So you would think, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I just haven't yet. Um, yeah. and I, I know I have tons of reasons why I want to, but you having this perspective of having worked there for so many years, why should a Disney cruise be on everybody's bucket list? Oh my gosh. Um, there's so many reasons. I'm like, I'll, I'll list a few, but man, I could go on and on and on. Um, definitely like, and I know the thing with, I should put out there and just kind of like shoot it out like at the cannon. I know a lot of people when they associate Disney cruise lines are like, oh, it's just for little kids or just for families. Not necessarily. I've seen people go there for their bachelor parties and bachelorette parties, college reunions. And I've seen, if anything, not just the family and the kids, I've seen a lot of like people who are retired, you know, who are, you know, older and elderly, like I've seen a lot of people who are retirement age who are much older than maybe like 60s, 70s, 80s. I've seen a lot of retired people who come on board. That's going to be a me. lot. <laughs> like, I always tell people like, I, it, I feel like it's more than just, it's more than just for family and kids. Like there's, I feel like the reason to, to cruise Disney Cruise Line, um, as I've been working and seeing that, like it has an entertainment and options for everybody. Like it's not just for one set like oh it's just all about the kids no like I mean they have a lot adult areas adult apple juice for everybody you know like mm-hmm. I always said like there's a lot of adult activities like bingo is a really nice one like as we don't have casinos but we got bingo and bingo's pretty fun like and I'd rather <laughs> do bingo so I think you know you can win a little bigger so but <laughs> I just like for that and then also um I feel like the dining and the dining rotation because you have like the same waiters or waitresses or servers at each dinner table, like at each dinner setting you right. have, and they follow you to each restaurant you move to every night. I think that's cool. Like you still get, like you move to different theme restaurants, but then those servers or waiters, waitresses, they're like also following you to that next restaurant. So it's like, I feel like the consistent like experience, like, okay, I'm not just having different waiters or waitresses. Every right. day. Like I'm having the same person look after me and my food. And I love that. I, and they I, get I, to know I, you. I and if and you have you. allergies or something yes. like that. Yeah. I yes. love that. The personal intimate um, connection. And then I love what I just want to piggyback on what you said, Kelly is like the allergies, also the allergies and the dietary restrictions. Like I love that about Disney. Like they really take that all into consideration. So I, I tell people like we've had people where we've had a rabbi bless the food for, you know, for, you know, for different cultures and different, I just think it's amazing how we cater to all of that. And I'm like, you never have to worry about like, okay, pork or, you know, we can bless it's the true. pork. We can, we can do, we can, whatever you want, we can do it. So pretty much I like that accommodation. Cause I know it's really hard to find, like, especially for vegan or vegetarian. Like I know those can be really hard, but we do accommodate. And like, there's been the vegetarian food options have been really good. And then they're increasing more vegan options, which is good. Like I think the last time I, the last time, like I worked on a cruise before the pandemic, I think was the star Wars day at sea cruises. They were getting more vegan options. And I preferred the vegan options more than the, you know, normal meat eating options. Cause they, they didn't taste any taste the same, just probably healthier and different. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for so sure. I would say they're they're trying to encourage more plant based, so that's really good for everybody out there. And then I definitely want to say, like, um, I think just the overall experience—it's very intimate. Like, I mean, if you've been to the Disney World parks and Disney Disney theme parks, like, you know, it's a very intimate connection. And I also have to probably say another reason to cruise is definitely the character lines are not as long as the one in the parks. Like, maybe right. they're long, but like they're not as long. Like, you could 
you could wait like five or 10 minutes at the most and you'll, you'll get through. Yeah. So if you want more intimate character connections, like I feel like the lines are shorter on the cruise ship. They might look long because the ship, how it's made, you have to like wrap around something, but I mm -hmm. mean, I feel like they're pretty shorter lines and it's all really intimate and connection. You can have more, more closer intimate connections with the characters yeah. in that way. And then it's not like a rush, like, okay, the next one or the next one. So just some of those. And then I'll probably have to say the kids club because I did work in the kids club for um, many years on the cruise ship, but the kids club, like, you know, all the counselors that work on there and they're just, they make each experience so creative, so intimate. And like, I just feel like if I were to, if I had a kid, I, if I were to drop off any kid on a cruise line in a kids club, feeling safe, feeling like they're taking, taken care of the Disney does it all the way. Like I've, I've heard about the other cruise lines, but I feel like Disney with the kids club, they, they make sure the kids are safe and they really yeah. take good care of the kids and absolutely they hire, they hire people with expertise to be working with kids. And I was like, I would feel safe to leave my kid there. So, well, that's really the ultimate compliment right there. <laughs> All right, Liz, thank you so much again for being here. Can you remind us one more time where we can find you on social media? Yes, so you can find me cruising the magical seas on all social medias. Um, I'm really active on Instagram and Twitch and TikTok, but whatever social media is out there, I'm basically on it. So Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr. So I'm on every social media account. So you can come find me. Um, I'm active on Twitch and TikTok and Instagram the most. So, but yeah, come find me there. You can find me live streaming Animal Crossing or like cooking episodes or just chatting episodes on Twitch too. So for more intimate experience. Awesome. Liz, thank you so much for talking with me. This is so fun. Yeah. Thank you so much, Kelly, for having me. And I hope to, you know, come back for maybe like a part two or part three. So I would, I would yes, for it. sure. Yeah. Thank you so much. And hey guys, you had to be there. <laughs> If you enjoyed this episode, the best way to show your support is to rate or review us on whatever platform you're listening. And if this episode left you feeling like you just had to be there, reach out to Kelly to start planning an adventure of your own. Don't forget to follow us at HadToBeThere203 on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And visit our website, www.HadToBeThere.net. Until next time, get out there and make your own had to be there memories.